submitted to authority. So today we're going to talk about the authorized, especially discipline. Um, we're going to talk about God's order of authority, but from the standpoint of this specially discipline. Um, we've been talking about that for a while, especially discipline on given authority. So, so, so last week we did end up with this thought, and I just wanted to make sure I revisited it, you know, that remember that some of these manipulative spirits that have uh, false authority, um, and, and you know how people speak into your life and it sounds like they're prophesying? So they can prophesy, you know, people that's not that's not even living right, or let's say, let's say that they're living, they're not living. Um, let's say they they they're supposed to operate in authority, but they've they've uh, yielded to the wrong spirit, you know. So they started out well, but they remember Saul allowed a um, evil spirit in his heart, so he started out God anointed him to be the king. And so, so, so people sometimes start out right, but if they get into overconfidence, which we've talked about in, in our Proven series on Wednesday, they can allow an evil spirit in their heart. So here this person is designed to be a prophet, but now their prophecy is tainted. And the way you can recognize it, most people that are, are operating manipulation, you know, they're, they're, they can prophesy through divination of the stars, like, you know, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, what do you call those people? fortune tellers and stuff like that. So you'd be like, man, that was accurate. Yeah, the interesting thing, they can prophesy uh, certain things through the stars, but they can't prophesy, uh, prophesy your process of purification. So in other words, a man or woman of God can not just proph prophesy where you're going, they can actually prophesy how you need to prepare yourself to get there. Right? When you start doing astrology and, and and different things like that, and, and uh, what did you just say, uh, terror reading, all that, they, they, they pick up certain things, but they can't prophesy your purification because they're not sensitive to purification and preparation. You know, that what they want to do is just get you to draw you in to follow them when they twist things and get you in a compromise, right? And so that's why only the specially disciplined are given authority by God because the specially disciplined don't have a problem with offering you your process of purification because they've gone through a process of purification. You know, like, you know, let's say like you, if you don't like exercise, you ain't talking to tell nobody about exercise, are you? You know, you're going to get around that. Well, you know, exercise is okay, you know. I just think you need to diet right, you know. I mean, like, because you really don't want to, I, I don't want to even talk about this area. You know, if you don't read the Bible, you probably highlight prayer more than anything else. You know, I pray all the time, you know, because you don't read the Bible, right? But that's not, you know, I'm not putting nobody down. I'm just letting you know we live that, right? You live that. You don't hold out of conversation in the areas where you're, you're, you're challenged in, right? And you'll find that with people that are hustling. You know, they'll, they'll keep you at a certain focus because, again, not because they're evil. They're just afraid, you know, um, and so, so that's why God, when he appoints people, he, he, God's measure of selection is not just knowledge, which puffs up. It's, it's um, God's measure is, or nor is it just sacrifice. It's obedience to God and his delegated authority. 
So guys that measure, it's not just if you have knowledge or if you can make sex. People make sacrifices all the time. You got people that diligently do, spend their whole life doing for other people. But that doesn't mean they're being obedient. You see what I'm saying? Because sometimes you could be enabling people. Right? Not, not because you're trying to enable them. So, so stay with me here. Uh, we do a lot of things that, that we, we mean no harm. But that doesn't mean it doesn't cause harm. Do you understand that? Like, we don't mean any harm, but it doesn't mean it, it doesn't cause harm. Uh, we was, uh, I was teaching in the understanding, understanding prayer uh, this morning, you know, just the different types of prayer and stuff like that. So, so it was a lot of information. So in the information, uh, Pastor Mel was like, well, well you might want to just extend it even the next week. So I, so I call myself being funny. I said, nah, I'll reflex until, uh, I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that next week. But then I actually went over the detail of the information because she really was saying, no, 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 don't, don't cheat them. Go through the scriptures. Right. So I went through the scriptures. But then I thought about it. I said, well, that might have came across sarcastic. So I went downstairs and apologized to her. She says, well, she says that was sarcastic. So my response was like, well, I thought it was sarcastic. It wasn't. You know, that's what I'm thinking. She was like, no, it was kind of harsh. So I apologize for being harsh. So I meant no harm. But it did have an effect. So I had to apologize for that. You understand what I'm saying? And so, 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 so if we can, as we listen to this teaching, we're going to discover some things about ourselves and some things about people around us. Let's not look from the angle of, of intent, assumed intent. We were talking about effect and the reality that we can't live in this place of manipulation and control. We can't be manipulating and controlling people, and we can't live. Listen, we're not designed to be bound. Whom, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So we can't live our whole life with someone just controlling us all the time and not. So if God, obedience is the key to operating in authority, right? Well, you ain't going to operate in authority if you're bound by somebody else because you're not submitted to God's authority or God's delegated authority. You're submitted to somebody who's just trying to control you um, because that's the only appetite that they know for whatever reason. Okay, we good? Yeah, so I'm making sure, you know, because we could flip this into you, manipulate. We ain't really going there. We just, we're really just trying to make sure we're all free, right? All right, so, so, I, so I just want you to confirm in Scripture for God doesn't, doesn't uh, select according to knowledge. 1 Corinthians 8, 1, it says, Now as touching things offered unto idols, uh, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifies, love edifies. Knowledge puffs up, you know. So, so he's not saying don't have knowledge, but he, what he's saying, recognize that when you get caught up in knowledge, you can really get prideful. Like if it's all about what you know, not about who you are, right? And then the scripture, 1 Samuel, uh, all the scriptures, everything that I share, the entire, most of the, the outline is going to be online if you go back and look at it if I'm going too fast, okay? So 1 Samuel 15, 22. 1 Samuel 15:22. And so God has an order of authority, but, but we can't look at things through the lenses of these people that's been controlling us, manipulating us when it comes to submitting to authority. We have to understand that God has a certain order in the system for a reason. Um, God is a God of order. So he, you know, just like we talked about agreement and understanding prayer, you know, you know, uh, Jesus sent the disciples to the upper room to a particular place, and he told them to get an agreement a certain way, 
And in that agreement and in that place, power showed up. But imagine he sent them to the upper room. You got somebody in the upper room, somebody in the lower room, somebody down the street, somebody on their way, somebody at the grocery store. Well, that power wouldn't have showed up. The power showed up because they were in, the, in one place and in agreement. So order is not a punishment. Order is a blessing if you appropriate it right. So 1 Samuel 15, 22. This is an example of someone that they're, they operated in fear first, but their intent was to help where help wasn't needed, right? So 1 first, first Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, has the Lord... Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, right, as in being, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken. And where hearken means listen with the intent to obey than the fat of rams. So he's having this conversation with Samuel because Samuel was given specific instructions. And so, so Samuel, instead of wiping everybody out, taking everybody out, and taking nothing from the other people. Samuel, um, sometimes I'm believing the two stories uh, uh, because he, he also, one situation he, he uh, uh, saw didn't show up early, so he, 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 he made the offering for Saul. In another situation, he was given specific instructions to take the kingdom out, and he didn't take the kingdom out, and he saved the sheep. Samuel shows up and goes, what's that belief? What's that noise? He was like, oh, that's sheep. He's like, so... What you doing with sheep from the other people? Ah, oh, no, nah, you almost like, no, I, I got the best sheep. I got the best sheep, and I got some, some gold, too. And God said, and the Samuel's like, well, you got specific instructions for a reason. I, I didn't need you taken from them. Remember just like when Joshua was crossing over, and God said, don't take up the accursed thing. I Meaning don't take the stuff that they, that they use for worship. That's going to be kryptonite to you. And then they lost the battle. And Joshua said, we could have stayed on the other side, man. And God said, no, 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 don't trip on me. I gave you specific instructions. Somebody in your camp has taken up the accursed thing. And it turned out it was Achan, right? And when they removed the idol that he buried, right, when they removed the idol that he buried, now, again, I know I'm talking about um, Achan, but, but we are burying idols. Like we're offering, when we come to God, we say, okay, here, God, I'll just give my life to you. But we got something buried. And what's burying us is our kryptonite, right? And that's what happened. And once they, once they f- figured out who had the accursed thing and took that out, they started to win the war again, right? Because, again, it was an order. You're like, you say, why would God do that? God didn't do what they did. He told them ahead of time, this is what you do. And so God is telling us ahead of time what to do. And hopefully we're listening with the intent to obey. It's the same thing, like, like, like God is very strategic. Uh, in Judges, and you can write down the scripture, chapter 7, verses 1 through 7, they were, they were, they were establishing captains, like even God established captains. Captains lead, right? This, these were their leaders, they established captains. But when God establishes captains and they was about to go to war, they had all these people, they purged 22,000 men because they were fearful. 22,000, right? And, 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 and they, they authorized like, it was like 30,000 total. They authorized like 300. That, that, that's like 1% were authorized because God had a specific way. He's like, I can't have these 22,000 people in fear. Y'all going to lose anyway, <laughs> you know, because you need me. See, see, remember I told you before, 
God never God knew that they had more people, more chariots, more swords, more everything. He was like, but you got me. He kept repeating, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Right? But God's not with you if you're in fear. If you're magnifying their ability to take you out more than God's ability to deliver you, God is saying, I can't be with you because you didn't attach your faith to me. Does that make sense? Right? So when they selected these captains, and so because all of God's armies had leadership. It's the same thing now. We're an army for the Lord, and he has leadership. So it's not to, ain't nobody going to be the boss of me. If, if you can't follow, you can't lead. I mean, it's simple. Okay, so, 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 so you had the job and you have a responsibility to do, and the guy's telling you what to do, and you ain't listening. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you wonder why your kids doing what they want to do. You're not submitted to authority, so why should your kids submit to you? Remember, I gave you uh, Matthew 8, and when the centurion came to Jesus, he said, he said, heal my servant. He said, he says, uh, he says, he says, okay, I'll come to your house. Oh, no, 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 master, I'm not, you're not worth, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. He says, but you ain't got to come to my house. He said, just speak the word only. He says, I'm a man under authority. I'm a man under authority, and I have people under me. I say, go, and they go, and come, and they come. He says, so if you speak the word only, the word has to obey you because I know you're submitted to authority. I've been watching you is what he's saying. Everything you say is not, oh, I'm about to do this. Not my will, the will of the Father. Not my will, the will of the Father. Not my will, the will of the Father. Father, Father. He kept saying, he looked up. You talked about it earlier today, right? He looked up to the Father. So the centurion said, oh, no, if you open your mouth to speak the word, you're submitted to authority, the authority of God, so I know you have authority. But he was shunned. Jesus said, I have not found so great faith, not all in Israel, a person that understands the value of submitting to authority to operate in authority. Even in the garden, we talked about this in week one, but even in the garden when God said, hey, don't touch this, you can have all this, but don't touch that. Man, you think God cared about that tree that much? No, God was trying to teach them obedience so they can have authority because he knew that Satan got kicked out of heaven. You're going to need authority to operate and navigate and keep moving in, in liberty in this earth realm because the adversary is going to be trying to stop you. But if you submit to authority, you have authority over you. That's why Jesus said, even you got to bow down. Jesus understood authority. And so, so we have to understand it. No one's trying to, you grow up in a family, God established family, you grow up in a family, you learn obedience. So you can live in authority. What, think about the only thing you really don't have to teach kids. You don't have to teach them how to say no. And it looks like you don't, they don't have to go through no training. And it don't, like, you, man, one day they'll be able to say no. You know, you sitting there, you, 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 you like, man, I don't know what's wrong with my kid, man. They eight years old, still haven't learned how to say no yet. Not the case, huh? They saying no is like, 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 they ain't even a year old sometimes. They're like, no, you know, like, just grandson did that. He, my wife was talking to him. He's like, Shh. I was like, whoa, whoa. I stopped what I was doing. You coming with me. Like, that was, that's just not an option. You know, what I'm saying so, so, so again, because uh, as we were talking about this morning, being in, in the, uh, Psalm 51, you're shaped in, in the culture. So you're tempted to be disobedient. That's sin nature. When can't nobody tell you what to do? 
and you're avoiding any type of accountability or responsibility, that's not godly nature. That's that sin nature. But the interesting thing is there's nobody in life that's just doing what they want to do. The devil don't even allow you to do that, right? So when you, when you operate that way, you find yourself going through so much craziness um, because you haven't submitted to authority. Oh, even, even um, it's so interesting because I, I was just studying just leadership in general, and I was just looking at God, and I was just watching. Every time he established some Deuteronomy 20, 1 through 9, you can read it yourself, he, was, he selected captains. But even then, he purged the ones that was fearful. Like, 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 like they went through a process. Like, they, they, they elected captains who wanted captains or heads or leaders or rulers and stuff like that. They said, uh, all right, so anybody is afraid? You know, Pete and them, they raised his hand. I said, okay, y'all can go on back home. Now, some people are like, See, there, there you go. They're starting to click. No, you ain't ready. See, see, our lives are on a we're, we're not playing a war. It is a war. And so, so you out there in fear, that's all we need right now. I'm depending on you to have my back. And so I make a move. You know, you, 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 I'm, I'll be watching all the mil, military movies. I, 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 like their, I like their order. I like their agreement. Tap the person on the shoulder, then they move, <laughs> right? The other person tap them, they move. You know, they got each other back, clear. You know, like, like everything is like so, so strategic because, but, but, I, but, I, but I go like this, I, I make my move, clear, clear. <laughs> clear, man, what? <laughs> like, I'm out there by myself. Or you, you have a symptom that say, cover me. Yeah, you watch this, say, cover me, and then they go run to get closer, right? Right? Well, so I go cover me, they shooting, but I don't hear no fire. You ain't covering me. Right? So, so, so that's why it's, uh, he, he, hey, some people, he says, he said, hey, anybody just bought some land? He said, man, you can go on back. He said, some, anybody just got married? Ah, nah, well, you can go on back. What are you saying? Anybody that's going to be distracted from what we're doing, that's not going to be all in, we ain't selected. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so it's not personal. As you grow, the specially disciplined are given authority. And some of us know we're not specially. Some of us ain't disciplined. We specially would be a whole nother level. <laughs> some of us ain't even disciplined. And, then, but, but, and, and some of us are undisciplined and hiding. I get it. But some of us are undisciplined and trying to push our way into position. We're going to get everybody killed. Because think about it, you're not disciplined. So how are you going to lead? You're going to lead people to be undisciplined. Because, see, you haven't dug that deep, so you won't push them that far. You understand? That's not a put down. That's just, you, cause guess what? Because you can get disciplined, right? You can get specially disciplined. So you, it's not over. It's just you, it's going to cost more, right? <laughs> All this is a good setup for uh, things to come at Ayers Christian Center Church as we grow. What about me? What about discipline? 
Because you have every right to be disciplined now, right? And again, that's not a put down. It's hard to be disciplined. It's hard for me. I, listen, do you think I feel like praying for everybody? No, no, I'm saying feel like praying. I want to pray. So, so come on, like, don't, don't, don't get on me now. Like, I, I want to pray. All right, so, so can we get that out the way? I want to pray for everybody. But do you think I feel like praying for everybody all the time? I'm talking about by name. I ain't talking about, Lord, bless these people. They're good. They're all right. But I got, and I got a system. I normally pray. This is my system. I pray for the families and I pray for the, 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 the people as they've joined the church. So, so, so that keeps me, because, you know, it keeps me how, well, I pray for the married couples first. And then I, all the married couples connected, not, not just the people that's standing here right now. Some of y'all watching out there. You know, all the people that's, that, that's really uh, locked in the airs, there's people locked in the airs not even here, right? So I'm praying for them. So I ain't praying, let me see who came to church today. All right, I'll take an inventory and I'm just going to pray for them. No, I'm praying for everybody that's connected to airs. And then I pray for the singles, right? Then I pray for all different types of pastors and leaders and, and Israel and, and stuff like that. No, this is, this is, I do this all the time. But do you think I'm like, <laughs> let's just pray for everybody? No, I'm human just like you. I just want to chill. Like you left it up to me, I just want to chill. I just can't, but you can't chill. You got to, I learned something, you got to work first. So when you're chilling, you're not in guilt. I know I should have took care of that. Right? So, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know we all are in the same process. Let, okay. I want to read, but do you think, bless you, bless you. <laughs> I want to read, but do you think I feel like reading all the time? Despite popular belief, do you honestly think I feel like, no, 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 but I do because my flesh ain't going to be running my life. Right? That's not good because when I'm under pressure and a crisis happens, I need my spirit responding. So I need to strengthen it. Spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. All right, so, 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 so this is why the selection process for authority is different. I just want to read this to you. Exodus 18, we're going to read, we're going to read 13 through 16 and 18 through 26, at least I think we are. Yeah. It says, it came to pass uh, on the morrow that Moses set to judge the people. And the people stood by Moses from the morning until evening, just Moses by himself. And when his father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone and all the people stand by thee from morning until evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, hey, man, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. He says, and when they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another, and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Thou will surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou, thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. That's just the reality. A leader can't be by himself. A leader uh, with nobody following him is just taking a walk anyway, right? Hearken now unto my voice. Now, this is his father exercising a different type of authority over Moses, who's the leader of the people. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. But thou, but thou for the people to God were, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. 
And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and, show the, and, and shalt show them the way whereunto thou must walk and, and the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of the people, look at this, able men, such as fear God, reverence God, men of truth, hating covetousness. They ain't, they're not selfish. They ain't trying to take everybody's stuff. And place such over them to be rulers over thousand, rulers over hundred, rulers over fifty, rulers over tens, and let them judge between the people at all seasons. And it, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So it will be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee, with thee, if thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, so Jethro is speaking from God, then thou shalt be able to endure, and all the people shall also go to their place in peace. So Moses hearkened, listened with the intent, and obeyed to the voice of his father-in-law, and did all that he said. And Moses chose, look at this, able men out of Israel made them heads, over the people, rules of thousand, rules of hundred, rules of fifty, rules of tens, and they judged the people all seasons and the hard cases, causes they brought unto Moses, but every small matter they judged themselves. So, so see, it's an order. See, it's an order. But, but you know, even you know, as a pastor, I can't do it alone. It's 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 an order, so it's set in place, and you got people in position to. Uh, process what's the best thing to do in that situation. But it's not, hey, hey, go talk to the pastor. Hey, hey, go talk to him. But it's not, it's like, it's, 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 it's a responsibility. See, see, even the children of Israel, when Saul was anointed, it was, he was called captain of, over the inheritance. See, he was a leader over the inheritance. David was considered a, uh, a captain. So captains or leadership are selected to keep all the different parts of God's body in line with God's order of authority. Remember, when you show them the statutes and the laws, keep them within the, the boundaries of protection. Laws are for protection, not, for, not mostly for prevention. To keep them because people, the children of Israel start going outside the lines. Remember, they start going wild. They start going crazy. That, there was no Ten Commandments before they start tripping. The Ten Commandments was drawn in. Okay, they're going, they're so clouded, they're going outside of my presence, right? They're, they're, they're so clouded, they're going outside of my presence, right? And so, so what he was saying is, I gotta, I'm going to give them leaders to keep them within the boundaries of my presence, right? To keep them within the boundaries of my presence. So, so they'll stay protected, right? Because there's some people just walking Hey, 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 so leadership is, hey, hey, that's going to cost you. you. Hey, come back in here. Come back in here. You probably don't realize. You, you do it with your kids, right? You're trying to protect them. Hey, hey, don't touch that. Now, they're thinking you're trying to keep something from them, but you're trying to protect them from harm, right? God's doing the same thing with us, but we, we ah, here we go. Here we go with the scripture. Here we go with what's going to guide you right back into harmony with God. What's going to bring you back to peace? Does that make sense? All right, so, so, so it's God's authority given, it was poured out, received, that's submission to and, support, and, and imparted in, and then it's his authority executed. So that's, that's when, when people are demanding that level of authority and that, that, that guidance, right? 
And so Deuteronomy 1, 10 through 17, let me read through that real quick. Just setting a good foundation for God's order of authority. Because we think when we hear order and we hear uh, uh, leader, we hear direction, we hear the word submit to, for some of us that's a curse word. When it's actually the, the, the key to you operating authority in life. When sickness and disease come in your house, do you understand that we, we've been designed to bind and loose sickness and disease? And we all know all the money in the world is not going to, can't cure everything. You know, there's some money to make sure you get the medications you need. But mostly, some people, they say, doctors saying we can't do nothing. Remember the young lady? It said uh, she was 12 years with an infirmity. Infirmity, she sought physicians and spent all she had and grew worse. Well, how'd she get healed? Through Jesus. But he operated in authority. So he had authority over sickness and disease. And we have authority when we've submitted to authority. You know, there's a lot of, you know, you know, you can't control your kids once they start going to school. You know that, right? You know, they spend more time in school than they spend with you, right? I mean, I know this pandemic, COVID, some kids are at home, but, but the reality is, so, 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 okay, what happens when they go to school? Go away to school. You're just going to be there every day? I'm talking about college. You're just popping up in, in, in the dorm, getting on their nerves? So how do you keep them covered? See, you have authority. See, see, there's no distance in prayer. You can bind and loose from where you're at, and it has access to their life. You can plead the blood of Jesus. You can decree a thing, and it shall be established. If you submitted to authority, but if you're not submitted to authority, listen, like, like you're in situations where your kids going through stuff and you're like, because you, you, you don't know what to, you can't do nothing. You, you may try to operate like the sons of Sceva. We cast you out in the name of Jesus that, that Pastor Mel preaches. Pastor Mel, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? See, you, you, I, I, I don't recall you operating any authority in the spirit realm because we don't submit to authority. Does that make sense? So, so Deuteronomy 1, 10 through 17, says, it says, The Lord your God has multiplied you, and behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven for a multitude. The, the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as ye, and bless you as he's promised you. How can I myself alone bear your encumbrance and your burden and your strife? It says, take you wise men and understanding uh, known among your tribes, and I will make them rulers over you, right? And ye, uh, and ye answered me and said, this thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. So I took the chief of your tribes, wise men and known, and made them heads over you, Captains over a thousand, captains over a hundred, captains over fifty, captains over ten, and officers among your tribes. And I charge your judges at that time, saying, Hear the causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. And it says, Ye shall not respect persons in judgment, but ye shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment of God's and the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. So then this is Moses coming from another angle, saying, listen, even, so I even told you guys, hey, among you guys, have people to lead. Have people you're accountable and responsible for. In a house, 
have an order, have accountability and responsibility, right? See, see, this is the thing. That's why God anointed some folk, because the, the anointing authorizes. The anointing authorizes. You know, when David was anointed, uh, 1 Samuel 16, um, it says, as soon as David was anointed, it says the anointing left Saul. Saul was the king. Soon as David got anointed, if you, if you read in, in like in the next couple of verses, it says the anointing left Saul. So Saul was authorized. David was given the authorization to operate in authority, you know, to, to, to move. So God wants us in a position where we're operating the anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Let's look here at 1 Samuel 14. 1 Samuel 14. And so, so this entire system from Genesis to Revelation is, a, is really a, 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 is, is a setup for us if we really navigate and process through it. Man, nobody's trying to punish nobody through, through reading the Word. Nobody's trying to punish nobody through... You know, you got to come to church 17 times in a row. It's not like that. It's really, it's like, you know, because I, um, I watch athletes and I watch, you know, I talk to a lot of athletes and I watch the, the regiment they go through. Like just the, just the, all the practices, all the drills. And, and, you know, I remember when I was uh, in Ohio, I just listened to these coaches, man, they'd be cussing these kids out. But as I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, okay, so we're, we're, we're growing as a church. I said, so how do we establish leadership? I said, how do we vet leadership? So, so I'm just going to pick a person. So I was talking to somebody else, but I told the person, I said, so if, if, you're, if, if you're now hired as an assistant to uh, me and Pastor Matt, so how are you going to assess leadership? This is what I asked the person. Like, how, how are you going to, now how do you determine who's going to be in place? They cool with you? If somebody you cool with, you know, somebody's always buying you lunch. That's how we, that's how we doing it. You know, so how do you, how do you know? How do you know? Because if you, you know, when you hire people for a church, they're not a try, right? Did, did y'all know that? See, because think about it. You hire somebody for a church, you, the, the part of the tithes is to pay that person. Right? You're giving them God's money. Not only that, like, it's, it's, you don't want people that you, gotta, you might eventually fire because that can affect their whole walk with the Lord. You hired them, you fired them. How many of y'all come to church right after you got fired from the church? <laughs> you're going to be in up in there the next Sunday. Well, you know, I just got fired. I wasn't doing the right thing, you know. But I just love the Lord. I love this church, right? It, it, some people do it, but it'd be hard, right? All right, so, so, so I said, how do you vet this person? You can't vet them when, in the application stage. That's a little bit too late, right? You can't vet them because they, they say all the right things and they show up at church all the time. So you got to watch them in everything that they do for a period of time, which is what we've been doing, right? See them in all types of situations. Watch their consistency. Watch their flow. How do they handle pressure? How do they handle misunderstanding, right? What's their, what's their diligence and discipline? How are they all in, in, in their everyday life? You got to look at all that. And I told him, I said, I saw something like that with, uh, in particular, Ohio State. You know, I've been around other teams, but, 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 but and I thought about it. I said, it makes sense, man. I said, it's 105,000 people in that stadium. 105,000 people don't come to practice. 
They don't. So how do you know how this person's going to handle Because they ball in, in practice? How do you know they're going to handle 105,000? They put them to so much pressure. Like if you got, you know how you're sensitive if somebody said, well, I think you should do that the right way. Well, what you trying to say? I'm stupid? No, I just think you should do it differently. So imagine you was in this environment. Nobody's saying, hey, I think you did it the wrong way. You, what, you stupid. They're trying to create so much pressure. And if you handle that pressure, and they still ain't simulating playing in front of 105,000 and millions of people on TV. So what do you think kingdom training would be? You're responsible for people's lives, guiding them into purpose fulfillment, making sure that they don't get destroyed along the way by the devil? What do you think that type of preparation is? How do you assess that? That's why God takes able people. He's not trying to slight nobody. What about me? See, they, they pick such and such, what about me? But you don't know what type, what they're doing in the Lord. They're doing a whole lot. You, you, don't, you wasn't paying them no mind until they got selected for the position, selected for the position. Then you ain't care about them because you just focus on yourself. But we have to focus on them even when they ain't paying attention. It's definitely when you're not paying attention. You understand what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not personal. It's not. It, it really is preparation. So what did I say? First Samuel 14, right? Uh, verse 6. First Samuel 14, verse 6. First Samuel, where, where is it? That's 13. Oh, all right, double page. All right, verse 6. It says, look, oh, this is powerful. It says, so Jonathan said to the young man that bears armor, his armor bearer, that's where I came from. It says, it says, come and let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Um, it may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. So it's him and his armor bearer. It's just two people now. He's saying, let us, me and you, go over to the Philistines, right? And Lord can save by many or few. He can save by us two or 20,000. Now, he's saying this to the person that's supposed to be submitted to him. He's presenting an, un an impossible situation. Let's keep on reading. And the armor bearer said unto him, do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thine heart. So whatever the Lord is telling you to do, I'm with you. Then said Jonathan, behold, we will pass over unto these men and we will discover ourselves unto them. We'll show them, yo, what's up? Just two of us. We're with the children of Israel. What y'all going to do? Right? He says, if they, if they say thus unto us, tarry until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and will not go unto them. But if they say to us, come unto us, then we will go for the Lord has delivered them in our hands. God gave them some insight. And this will be a sign unto us. And, and, and it's, it's, it's um, let's see, I'll just keep on reading. It says, and both of them discovered themselves into the garrison of the Philistines, to the whole army. And the Philistines said, behold, the Hebrews come forth out of the holes where they had hid themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, come unto us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said unto the armor bearer, come up after me. So now he's giving them instructions. Just stay behind me. For the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up, uh, up upon his hands and upon his feet, 
and his armor bearer after him, and they fell and they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer slew after him. Right? So Jonathan took him out and they slew after him. And the first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within as it was a half an acre of land, which is a yoke of oxen, with a yoke of, yoke of oxen might plow. And there was trembling in the host in the field and among all the people, the garrison and the spoilers, and they also trembled and the earthquake, so it was a very great tremble. And, and so if you keep on reading, Saul and them was scared. The whole army was scared. Jonathan, his son, goes out with the armor bearer, two of them, starts taking out the Philistines, just, just taking them out. Remember, it said the ground shook. When the ground starts shooking, the Israel and, and Saul and them is like, what's all that noise? They look and they go, they see the Philistines dropping like flies. And so Saul goes, count among us and see who's missing. Because who's down there taking them out? We all here hiding. <laughs> and then they, they discovered that Jonathan and his uh, armor bearer was missing. And when they saw the people falling, they, 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 they got heart. They got heart and they went and started taking out the Philistines. Now, the interesting thing is the armor bearer submitted unto Jonathan to go fight a whole army. Right? How many of us would have done that? It's, it's deeper than that, y'all. Let's, let's go back to 13, chapter 13, verse 19. This is how much, it's, it's, it, the significance is 19. It says, now there was no smith, right, uh, uh, ironsmith or metalsmith, person that makes metal, found throughout all the land of Israel. The Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears. So they took out all the, the blacksmiths and stuff like that so they could make uh, weapons. It says, but, but all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share and his colt and his axe and his mattock. So before the war, they would go down, slip to the Philistines to get stuff uh, sharpened. Verse 21, yet they had a, a file for Yet they had a file for a mattox and for a coulter and for forks and for axes and to sharpen the goats. So it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul, right? And Jonathan. But Saul, but with Saul and with Jonathan, his son, they were found. And the garrison of the Philistines went out of the passes. Right. So this is what the whole, the reality was. The reason why they was hiding, they had no weapons. The only people that had weapons was Saul and Jonathan. They're the only people that had swords. So when Jonathan tells the armor bearer, come follow me, the armor bearer is not only submitting to authority, he's following him with no weapon. Jonathan's the only one to have a weapon. So that's why when they went up in the mountain, he said, stay behind me. And it said, Saul, it said, it said Jonathan took people out and then, then his armor bearer started taking people out after him. You know why? Because when he took them out, they dropped their sword, and the, the armor bearer picked up the sword, and he had a weapon. But he went into a battle, submitted to authority with no weapon, but trusted the person that he was serving. But, but what did Jonathan, Jonathan didn't say, follow me and just do what I, I tell you to do. He said, no, God has told me this. So he was submitted to delegated authority. God is the authority, 
but delegated authority that heard from God, shared something with him, he experienced something he never, he, he never would have experienced. He would participate in a miracle that would have never happened if he was just lean to his knowledge that puffs up. Because knowledge would say, man, you're crazy, man. There's two of us. Number one. Okay, so, so obviously you really got this twisted. All right, there's two of us, and you're the only one with a weapon. And then you're going to tell us, we ain't going to sneak. You know, a ninja, like five of you gave him ninja, he said, man, we're going to sneak, take a few out here and there. No, he said, we're going to show ourselves to them. <laughs> and he followed them. You understand what I'm saying? This, this, is, this is God's flow, order of authority. If you read 2 Samuel 23, 13 through 17 on your own time of study, you'll see David's people that was with him. Even when Saul was coming out against them and David was in the cave of Adullam, David was like, man, if I just get something to drink. One of, his, one of the guys serving him went to the, the, the water was, the reason why he was saying, should I get something to drink? The water was in the Philistines' camp. That's where the lake was or this river, wherever it was. So he goes through by himself. He gets through the camp, gets a cup of water, comes back and gives it to David. But the trip is, David says, man, I can't drink this water and everybody else ain't drinking. He poured the water out. Dude risked his life to get the water. Guy didn't go, oh, really? I risked my life to get the water? I'm out of here. Why you didn't use what I came up with? Why you didn't use what I gave you? David didn't use it. He was like, well, I'm here to serve. This, the servant thought this. I did my job. I gave you the water. It's up to you to do what you want with the water. It's not up for me to go, oh, so I came up with that idea and you ain't use it? I remember I was asked to put together uh, this, uh, let me see how I can say this, because I know this is on video, so I'm like, somebody take this certain way. And I'll just say it. It's cool. It's the truth. So I was asked to put together this class on... Um, the, the, the works of, you know, you have the fruit of the spirit and you have the works of the flesh, right? So I had to put a class together on the works of the flesh, exhaustive in detail. It took me six months to put together this class. We never used it. I still got the information, though. Don't get me wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll use it around here. But we never used it. Six months. Now I'm toiling. So you know what I said? I did what I was asked to do. I didn't trip. I didn't flip. I didn't go, I don't understand. I spent six months. I did what I was asked to do, just like going to get the water. You see what I'm saying? Again, I'm not, I didn't sever my connection to, with submitting to authority so I could have authority based on the technicality of things ain't going my way. I could care less if things go my way. I'm going to draw that authority. That's how I live my life. That's why I serve all y'all. <laughs> I be serving people all the time. And no, 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 I'll do that. No, I'll do No, I'll get that. <laughs> because I know I'm just drawing authority. But there's people that ain't serving nobody. I'm walking around scooping up their authority. I got like a little extra, extra bucket. I can't <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Like, but you got some people that they're fighting against it. And you see people start battling with stuff. You, you ever see people battle with stuff? It could be sickness, disease, or crisis in their life. And they're not even trying. You ever see that? Like, Almost like, as soon as they come, ain't nothing I can do. Be- because they've never submitted to authority. They don't have authority. They haven't exercised authority, so they don't know how to operate in authority. 
They've never, they've never, they've never bound and loose nothing in their life. Not even the smallest thing. So when it comes, it's like, what's, what's going on with you? Sick. Okay. It's over. <laughs> you know, man, I, was, I, I saved all my money, you know, and, and got my pension and, and this tragic thing happened, lost all my money. It's over. So no one knows what to do when it's adverse because, again, they haven't dug deep. You know, actually, when it gets adverse, this is a job for authority. Like, like you know, you just got to gotta just pull on authority. I get to use this thing. I remember when I used to go to games, you know, if nobody, like, the other team wasn't coming and it was going to be like a forfeit because we didn't have enough people, I mean, no, we can wait. <laughs> like, I, I trained to play. Don't know champion show up for a forfeit. Like, oh, no, 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 I need to. No, they was like, no, no, if they don't show up, you know you get to win. No, that's, that's cool. We'll give them more time. Give them more time. Because I want to play. And if they, like, all their players didn't show up, it'd be like, I used to work so hard to try to get focused. Because I'm like, man, I'm prepared for a game. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I used to walk in the gym. It was a big contest. I was like, man, this is going to be a game today. That, that was my line. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, God has equipped us with so much stuff. When you go through these situations, sometimes you got to say, hey, God, I'm going to see you work on this one. I'm gonna, listen, this one, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you always do it. I want to see how you work this one out. This is going to be special right here. This one going to be special. But see, when, I, when I'm rolling with authority, I'm like, okay. Like, like I, I know what Moses was thinking when he threw down that rod. Like, okay, let me see what's going to happen. You throw down a rod, turn it into a snake. Okay, God. You know, but he threw it down. He threw it down. He tapped that water, didn't he? No, he slammed the rock. He messed up with that one. You know what I'm saying? You know, he kind of lost faith on that one. But, but, but he tapped that water, stretched out that rod, didn't he? See, 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 he submitted to authority. He didn't open it where see, God did. He didn't turn that, 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 that water into blood. God did. And we know it because the scripture says, look, to show people who I am. Everything was to show people who I am. I'm the almighty. I'm the God of authority. And if you submit to me and you operate it, I got to back you because you represent me. So, hey, 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 Red Sea open. All right, God, if it don't open. <laughs> It's on you. I, I, <laughs> like, there's a couple situations we've been in at the church. I said, babe, it ain't our church. So God just had to come through for that one. I'm going to go continue to do what I normally do through the course of a day. And God came through because we represent him. See, the submitting authority is not about you. you people, oh, wow, look at them. They have a healing anointing. Let's stop with all that, right? God used you. He's the healer. Jesus is the healer. Because if, if, if it was on us, we'd be doing it every day just, just so we can get some type of fans. But it's not, it's not, forgive me for the edge there. It's not, it's not about that. It's, it's, people need to know God's real. And they get to see God's real through you. You operate in authority. But just sitting around, man, and just, Look, the Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. That's why it's craziness out here. 
All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, for us to get in our rightful place of authority. Groaning and travailing is what the scripture says. Yeah, I remember, I was working in corrections in the juveniles. You said, if, there, if there's a God up there, why is this happening? I said, because of us. He said, what do you mean? He gave us, look, I've given you dominion over fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, for every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Genesis, the first thing he did was give us power and authority. Adam gave it away for nothing. He's worse than Esau, giving, giving away your birthright to authority for, for a, a meal because you're desperate, right? And that's, that, that's, what, that's what's been happening. God is like, like everybody's waiting on us. Just like the Lion King, remember they was waiting for Simba and, the, and, the lion, and remember the, the, the hyenas took over because the wrong person was in authority. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice because we're in our rightful place. We're going we're gonna to operate like we're able men. We'll use it not uh, to drink uh, praise for ourselves. We'll use it to glorify God. And so when it's dark out here, just like in the movie King, it was dark. When it's dark out here, the wrong people are in authority. See, see, some of us have been operating in that Ahab spirit we talked about last, uh, last week, and we're allowing Jezebel to take over. Remember we talked about that fish that was Rossi? If, uh, if, if the male dies, the, the female turns into a male to lead because somebody has to lead? Or the other fish was, uh, was it, uh, I think it's uh, Athian. Um, it's another Hawaiian fish that if, 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 if the male leadership is weak, the female turns into a male and takes over. So that's what's happening in our culture. We're talking spirits here, not specifically gender, but spirits here just taking over. And that's why it's, it's crazy. What was, what was the guy? Uh, was the line? It was Scar. Scar was the, the uncle, right? Got a bunch of scars running the, running the country, running our lives, running churches, everything. But, 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 but what happened to the kings? We're, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We're supposed to operate in authority. But we, the scripture says, it's, it's, uh, look, equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom. A kingdom is a place of rule, right? And the people that are being equipped are being equipped to rule and be in a rightful place so people can navigate the right way, right? So Galatians 4, the, the, uh, the heir differs, differs nothing um, from a servant as long as he's a child, was under tutors and governors to the point in time of the father. That heir has an inheritance to walk in a level of rule in the kingdom. That's the inheritance. But they got to be taught by tutors and governors. They have to submit to authority so when they're in authority, they won't abuse authority. Right? It's the same system. But, but, hey, right now, on the inside, if you constantly get this little nudge to, man, I ain't doing that. I ain't feeling that. I'm, 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 that's nice. I'm going to keep doing my whole thing. I, respectfully, that's, you, you could do that whether you stuck your chest out on the inside or not. You know, scriptures, all things are lawful. You can do whatever you want to do. Everything ain't best. And everything don't give you authority. And, and, and I, I said this, and, and, and you know, I'm not the fire and brimstone guy. I don't be doing stuff like that. But I am a reality guy. It's coming. If it hasn't come yet, it is coming where you will need authority. And, and, and I'm not going to be, I'm going to be just as merciful, loving. I'm going to be there for you. We were talking about this. I said, 
Like, we're trying to give you advanced information. I mean, Moses stood before the people, and, and he was trying to counsel, counsel everybody. Listen, we have a whole lot less counseling if people are obedient. But people decide not to be obedient, but then now we, go, we, we, we got to pull you out the fire. We're trying to keep you from getting in the fire, have authority over the fire. Like, shut it down. Right? You can shut down those flames of, of sickness and disease and different things like that. And so the thing is, if you, if you, in your spirit, you opt not to, I'm just, she will tell you, I never, I don't live a life, I'm not a told you so person. But I'm aware of why you're in that situation. But, but I'm not, I don't get no benefit from, aha, look at you, you should have listened. I don't get no benefit. What I tell no. From where? So, know what I be thinking? Even if you get in a situation, surely that's gonna uh, awaken you to being obedient. That's it, because you still have an opportunity to be obedient, even if you get into a situation. Remember Hezekiah? Hezekiah, hey dude, you got 15 years. You out. Hezekiah was like, what? Man, he put his face to the wall. Like he 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 shifted his whole flow. They came back and said, prophesied, uh, dude, you got, you got some more time. But we, look, think about it. We read the scripture, uh, 2 Chronicles uh, 7, right? I'm, I'm going to close out with that. I, I got much more stuff here, but I'll close out with 2 Chronicles 7. It's not in my notes, so it's not going to be on the screen. So, <laughs> um, but... Uh, it's only one scripture, so it should be, uh, should be cool. Like, like, this is our solution to everything, right? This is it. It's crazy this time over here. Sickness and disease, why is God letting this happen? What's going on? Who? I don't understand. Second Chronicles 7, 14. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, that word name means authority, called by my authority, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face. Look at this. Turn from their twisted, wicked ways. It says, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, look, and will heal their land. We can read this a thousand times every day. Post it on Facebook. You know, some people still won't do it. And, and will still complain like God's tripping. But it said right here, humble themselves. That's the hardest part. Pray. We read this morning in Understanding Prayer. If you get time, you can look at that video. Understanding Prayer, that in John 9.31, God doesn't hear the prayer of the sinner. Isaiah 59.2, that was the New Testament. The Old Testament says, your inequity and all, all, all this other stuff has come between me, and I, I can't hear your prayers. So, like, you know, I, I pray all the time. That don't mean he hears you. Because if you pray according to his word, he hears you. Not according to your feelings. And you ain't praying according to his word and his will if you ain't in it. You abide me, my words abide in you. You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And we talked about that this morning. I just, just drew that in it just for this point because that's when we read that scripture. He'll hear you. Turn. 
Why would God have to endorse your compromise? It doesn't even make sense. You don't do it. Hey, some of y'all be taking phones because the kids got bad grades. Right? So, so you don't endorse Oh, kids like, man, shut up, mom. Man, get out of my face. Seven years old. Like, shut up. Man, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Listen, I'm still watching the TV. I'll let you know when I'm done. And then you go, oh, um, I just want to let you know I just went to the store and I bought you the new Jordans. That's how we rolling? You should see some of the faces. Some of the, some of the faces almost like in fight mode, like, <laughs> boom! I ain't touch him. I don't know how he hit the floor, you know. <laughs> right? So, so, so why would God? Because some of us is doing the same thing to God. He's, he's loving. When, t- when you give that instruction to your kid, it's out of love. You're loving them. Hey, I just need you to do this, that, and the other. Because at first it's like, hey, well, I need you to clean up your room, whatever. You come back and the room's not clean, you're like, okay, either they forgot, they got distracted, they said, okay, I'll give you benefit of the doubt. I need you. Some of y'all don't get benefit of the doubt. Some of y'all get the spanking. But I'm just saying, you know, I just need you to clean up your room. And then, 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 then something happens where they, they get tight and the chest get a little high. And be like, I had to do such and such. You know, there's something, something like you change, right? Something happened to you, right? Like, who do you think you're talking to? And, but but, but what, why did they even go there? I remember telling my son, I said, you changed the behavior. I'm the same parent. I didn't change. I said, you changed and drew attention to yourself, and I had to make adjustments to do what was best for you. You know, not because I don't like this. I just want to enjoy my son. I just want to have fun. But I can't at your expense. God's saying the same thing. I just want to enjoy I want to have fun with my family. But I can't at your expense. I can't let you hang out with the devil and say, oh, we just pretend that didn't happen. Because he's going to kill you. He's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all he does. There's nobody like, well, he killed those uh, 75,000. These 30,000, you know, he let be blessed. It's not even in his operation. He's going to, to the lake of fire. He's trying to take as many people as possible. That's his only motive. He can't help but to lie, and he's a thief. He's trying to steal your authority and take your life. So why? If it, oh, oh! Some of y'all have the, the 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 people in relationships, your kids in relationships, and you like, I just don't like them being with that person. Well, why not? Well, because they, they, you know, they, they ain't right. Well, what's wrong with that? You, some of y'all with the devil, he ain't right. I didn't say no names. Stop, stop, stop. I ain't say no names. I'm just saying some people. People, well, I don't want to mess y'all up out there at TV land. What you trying to say? You know, I'm just, you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying flip it. You as a parent, you wouldn't put up with this, some of this stuff. You, you, would, you are not comfortable if your child is in any type of association or, or operating any ability that you think is going to put them in harm's way. You're stressed more than they are. So what do you think, God? That's, that's all I'm saying. Like most of this, again, is targets for your kids. Some things you tell them, they're not going to be able to change overnight. You say stay away from Jimmy. Jimmy's constantly putting pressure on them. It's going to take, you know, it's going to be a, a while of transition, but you at least set the target. 
That's all God is saying. Hey, what I'm asking you to do, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because everything in this world is pushing you out of what I'm asking you to do. But you can do it with me. It's, it's, apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, all things are possible. If you believe. All right, so stand on your feet. That's enough for today. As we talked about the order of authority, we'll hit maybe the order of authority part two or we'll get into a whole nother section of spiritually authorized, let's see, next week.